Hello, welcome back to the B and B Show. I am Bleefus, and I'm Bronchus yet again. Yes. <laughs> shout out to our friend. Yes, hold on a second. Here's another shout out to another friend of mine. Uh oh, what do you got? Ooh, I like goodies. What do you got? <laughs> uh, Kirby? No, not Kirby. Oh, he has been defiled. Put him right there. He kind of fits. Actually, it kind of fits him really well. Yeah. Oh, Kirby. Kirby. And, um, yeah, bye. His expression, he looks kind of like <laughs> bewildered a little bit there. Yes, I got the angry Kirby. <laughs> Never make that. As if angry. he's angry, he's wearing that helmet, and so is Jeff. So. <laughs> Gators are three and four, four and three. They are four and two. As of this recording. As of this recording, they've got to play LSU. Oh, which is loser could, state university. Yes. Well, they, they have a very good chance of winning that game. So, so basically this is a useless podcast yet again, because we're talking about sports. Yes. Or it gaming. Is. Well, yeah. it put our two favorite things together. You know, actually, brother Kevin, the reason why we're here today is because of one of our young people. Yeah. The originator of Bleefus and said Brunkus. Yes. Um, this friend of ours approached us about kind of a sobering topic. Uh, yeah. Only, only in sobering in that it, it is something serious that we don't think about a lot. Right. And I don't know how we'll title this episode. We didn't really talk to Jeff about that before we started. <laughs> you notice that we'll just make it up as we go. But basically, it's, it's, the Is question it? was how to avoid getting into a spiritual rut. Mm-hmm. How, how can you s- not go through the motions? Because naturally, yeah. our inclination is to just do things to do it. Yeah. And yeah. we are normally spiritually dead. Uh-huh. And then when we're saved, we become spiritually stagnant. <laughs> <laughs> Not supposed happens. to be. Yeah. Supposed to be alive into Christ, but you know, the flesh, it's last night actually when we had the kids' club, the ambassadors, one of our young people came up to me and said, Why is it that we still desire the wrong things? And I said, It's because the flesh is still alive. Mm-hmm. And they asked, I thought, I thought once we're saved, sin doesn't it's like we don't we don't have to worry about sin anymore. Mm-hmm. I said, You don't have to worry about the punishment of sin, mm-hmm, right? but you still have to worry about the presence of sin. right? Mm-hmm. You know, this flesh is still very much alive and well today because, like, Mr. Jeff's going to be... His flesh will activate once he <laughs> sees this gaudy orange helmet. But um, yes. the problem when it comes to serving God, we're a new creature. Mm-hmm. All these wonderful things have, we're sealed into the day of redemption. Yeah. Our names are written down. Uh-huh. Um, we're bought with a price. Yeah. We are adopted in the family of God. Mm-hmm. Um, we, are joint, we are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Struck we corn. are ambassadors and kings... And princes, we are inheritors Mow the dog. of the heavenly promise. Kick the I can't go anymore. <laughs> I could have kept going, but I can't. Shake the bush, sorry. <laughs> Shake the bush, sign the... Co- yeah. So slap that baby. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that one, but... Uh. <laughs> we, uh, there's so many things we inherit instantly mm-hmm. in Jesus Christ. But the problem is all these wonderful things happen, but over in the little corner over there, the old flesh is still... Yeah, the flesh... Scheming. It's interesting in Romans chapter number seven, that's where Paul talks about, you know, that I should do, that I don't, and he goes on that. Yep. And that's talking about him dealing with his flesh, but then in the very next chapter, chapter eight, it's talking about walking in the spirit. So you've got two two things that Paul deals with. You're always going to deal with the flesh until we see Jesus. Yeah. yeah so j- just this young person who came and asked about how do I avoid not going through the motions, I could actually end the whole episode here by just saying, the fact that you asked that question shows that your heart's in the right place. Right. Because the only person who gets into a spiritual rut or just goes through the motions are the people who don't care. Yeah. If that's you're not true. aware. That's mm-hmm. that's number one. Foundationally, more than before we talk about anything else, foundationally, if you don't want to get into a spiritual rut, 
then always be aware that you can fall into a spiritual rut. Yeah, that's you absolutely go right. Emotions. And the mm-hmm. fact that this young person, she was very perceptive mm-hmm. in that, um, and that blessed my heart. So anyway, I'll let you start, Kevin. Yeah, um, I was thinking about this on the way here this morning, and I was like, what could I say? And you talked to dad about and it. And then I talked to your dad about it. So um, I'm going to kind of go with both, but I'm going to go with more with Pastor said because... <laughs> I wasn't gonna. I wasn't. He's got a a few thoughts. uh, Thoughts on it. Okay, so you look through the scripture. Okay, so what is what is a spiritual rut? You think I'm just going through the motions, and it's kind of it can get mundane, Mm -hmm. and I wake up and do the same things, and I check off my spiritual boxes. But here's the thing about this. Okay, you go through the scriptures, and you look through all the main characters that you find in the Bible. You find Abraham, mm-hmm. and you've got just a handful of chapters about Abraham, but we know that Abraham was at least 100 years old, right? Yeah, something like that. And there's no way that we write, that, that there, every year is written about in his life. Well, no. okay, you, you go and you look at Moses. Moses yeah. spent 40 years in a wilderness before he led the children of Israel yep. through the wilderness. Yep. You don't hear about all that, those things. No. Um, you, you look at Joshua, and you look at all these, these famous characters that we look in the Bible, and if I ask somebody about Moses, if I were to ask you about Moses, tell me about Moses. You'd be like, oh, he, he split the Red Sea with the rod of God in his yep. hand. He led the children of Israel through the wilderness right up to the doorstep of, of the, the promised land. I mean, he was used of God in, in a mighty way. But I want you to know something. You don't hear much about the rest of his life. No. If I ask anybody about Moses, they'll probably say some of those big things. Yeah. He was in Pharaoh's face. Yep. He it was there with the plagues, and he split the Red Sea wide open. That was later in life, much and, later. And much later in life. But, but the thing you don't hear about is, what about his 40 years in the wilderness after he left mm-hmm. Egypt? Yep. Yep. And you say, well, that could very well be what we call a rut. It was just getting up, doing the ordinary Yep. It was getting up, going to the wilderness, going out to the backside of the desert, feeding the sheep. Yep. And, and you say, man, that's what a rut. No, no, no. That was, first of all, it was faithfulness. Yes. And, and the Christian life, you know, it's not always youth conference. <laughs> no. It's not always Camp. vacation Bible school. No. It, it, those are our mountaintops. And this was, you know, your dad was telling me about this because I can't yeah. think for myself. <laughs> <laughs> um but the Christian life, in large part, is faithfulness. Yes. And you'll have those mountaintop experiences. You'll have those times where, uh, man, you're at youth conference, you're on a spiritual high. You want to go and, charging to hell with a super soaker? Yeah, you're, you've got a fire hose, and you're going to charge the gates of hell. You're leading somebody to Christ. Vacation Bible school, yeah. our, our kids were leading people to Christ left and right. It was yeah. awesome. Um, but the key to the Christian life is not those... Those are good to have, those spiritual mountaintops, but yeah. faithfulness. So Moses yeah. was faithful, and Abraham, he was faithful, yeah. and J- Joshua was faithful. So faithfulness is important. Um, and also realizing these things, the, 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 these ordinary days is, is a time of preparation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I think about King David, and I go back to this all the time. David was, what was he, a shepherd boy? Yes. Mundane. Yes. Every day Boring. he was in the same routine. Meh. Smelly. And smelly, and the bleeding of the sheep, yeah. and... But what was God doing in those mundane, ordinary days he was preparing? Mm-hmm. So this is, um, for those of you watching, this is something you need to realize. In the ordinary is when God's preparing you. Yeah. And, and I talk about sports a lot, yeah. and some of you are like, Sports? I don't like sports. Active things, no. But you, you look at a, a great team. I always go back to the, the Chicago Bulls, Michael Jordan, my favorite. Doubles. Doubles. Yep. Um, 
And we look at them in winning their championships. Mm -hmm. You know, they won six championships, three. Then they took a year off because Michael Jordan was gone. <laughs> yep. And then they won another three championships with Michael Jordan again. So six championships. And we look at that as a mountaintop. Yep. But what enabled them to do that was their preparation, yeah. coming in every day, it's the ordinary day, mm -hmm. you know, going through the, the, the motions, the rut, practicing. And, and I, I kind of get what, what, what people get at when they say, oh, I'm in a rut. Yeah. And, and to that, I say, realize faithfulness is important. Yes. These disciplines that we have in the Christian life are important. Yeah. Um, but realize God's uh, preparing you. Um, but also with that, I understand. You know, sometimes you just you get up and you read your Bible, and, and sometimes there's these spiritual disciplines we can do, mm -hmm. and we don't depend on God when we do them. Yes. yes. And once we don't yes. depend on go God, to church. yeah. Well, yeah. Once we don't depend on God when we go to church or when we read our Bible, or even when we go you know, on Saturdays, you realize you can put a track on somebody's door and, and mm -hmm. you know, go through the motion that way. Yeah, yeah. And, and to that I say, you got to keep growing and challenge yourself. You know, launch out into the deep sometimes. Everything is done by faith. It should be anyway. Yes, yes. You know, and I'm talking a lot, and I've plagiarized I pastor. <laughs> He's going to so come down on us. Splendid! Splendid! <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Brilliant, yes. So what do you have to say? Jeff won't... Oh, <laughs> got him. <laughs> Jeff won't edit out me saying, brilliant this time. Um, he might have done that once in the past, but that's a whole other story. Yes. <laughs> um, I love everything you said. It's too because sometimes we feel like things are a spiritual rut only because, like you said, it's mundane. Yeah. It's like I'm just... I don't feel anything. Um, but honestly, like obedience and a desire... For God is what He looks for. Yeah, more than anything else. Yeah, um, being faithful to Him and wanting Him. And that's what you. you know, I don't mean to cut you off. No, no, go ahead. But that's what you said. The person that asked the question, the very fact that they're like, "How do I avoid this?" That's, you know, that's somebody that's telling me they're they're on the right track. They're desiring the Lord. Yeah, it, and, it's uh, it's the people who don't care. Yeah, are the ones you have to worry about when they don't feel the need or mm -hmm. feel the the weight of. Well, I I don't want to fall into this. Yeah. Um, I will say that when it comes to relationships with God, I think for most people, and you mentioned him already, Brother Kevin, mm -hmm. the most uh, legendary relationship with God is probably King David. Yeah. I mean, he was the one with the moniker, the man after God's own heart. Mm -hmm. That was a very special designation. Mm -hmm. And I think when we think about having a relationship with God, I think just by cursory reading of the scripture, there's no one as close than King David. Right. And I think it'd be safe to say he'd be someone we would want to emulate, at least for that. The man did not go through a spiritual rut. Uh, for sure. <laughs> but there's a few things about him, really quick, that I want to touch on that I Get think it. help you, yeah, help you avoid it. You know? Again, the foundation, what the reason why we, we did this whole show today is this friend of ours, mm -hmm. this young person, she's very sweet and she has a desire for this and you know, we wanted to do this. So this is something that I hope is helpful for all of you. Uh, when it comes to King David, and again, avoiding being a spiritual rut, not, mm -hmm. not going through the motions, there's three things really simple. Number one is reflect. Is reflect. David said in Psalm 68, when I remember thee mm -hmm. upon my bed, when right. I meditate on thee in the night watches, because thou hast been my help. That's past tense. Mm -hmm. Therefore, in the shadow of thy wings will I rejoice. That's present tense. My soul followeth hard after thee. Thy right hand upholdeth me. See, so we like that last part. My soul followeth hard after thee. Thy right hand upholdeth me. Okay, so there's the desire that our young person was asking for. Mm -hmm. I want that my soul followeth hard. How do I have that yearning? Because of the beginning of mm -hmm. the verse. When I remember thee upon my bed. 
when I meditate upon thee in the night watches. If you want to avoid being in a spiritual rut, mm-hmm. just think about God. Just think about him. Just reflect. I remember the psalm that says, I stand in awe. Yes. I think, is that the... Yeah, that exactly. Might be yep. the same. I could get my Bible open <laughs> yeah. here, but. but honestly, you're right. It's If you constantly think about God and you think about what he has done for you, um, I'm sorry, but I think any soul that is alive in Christ isn't going to be stagnant. It's no, just not. I, I agree. I agree. Um, you know, it's, it's like kind of that old saying we heard at school, Bible, Bible college, that the more you read about God, the more you think about God, the more you want to talk about God. Mm-hmm. Um, I think far too many of us don't reflect because we don't have time. Right. We're constantly distracted. It's a missing ingredient. It is a missing ingredient. We, our society, we live in a society. Our society is not one that meditates. And mm-hmm. the problem with that word, it's a dirty word because of you know, Eastern mysticism. But hum. Hum, om, the original sound of the universe. It's an om, take the trash out. Um, <laughs> it's something that I think has been robbed because meditation has existed in the scriptures yeah. since time immemorial. Um, I mean, Isaac was meditating. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Adam meditated, mm-hmm. David meditated, um, just reflected and think to, thought about the things of God. And, and we don't do that. We're very busy. Even even yeah. reading our Bible and praying is is a is a part of our schedule. Yeah, you know. And, and there's not anything necessarily wrong with that. It's good to make time, right? Because sure you don't make you make time for the things that matter to you, mm-hmm. right? So that's good. But do we actually just think about? Reading. I, there's a scene from a show, I think you might know it, but it's like, what are you doing? I'm reading. And later on, they're just staring in the abyss. What are you doing now? Now I'm thinking about what I'm reading. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we don't do that a lot. We don't meditate. We don't reflect. Yeah. I, you know what? I, I think the, a lot of the issue is when we close our Bibles, we close our mind for the rest of the day about yes. what we read. Yes. All right, I have my God time now. I got to, you know. Now I got school. And, and, and I get that because that demands yeah. your attention and mm-hmm. your energy and your flesh and your strength. Mm-hmm. Totally makes sense. But it was in David's nature mm-hmm. to constantly go toward God. That was his favorite subject. Mm-hmm. You know, he talks all the time that if you meditate there in day and night, mm-hmm. you shall be like a pr- tree that prosper. Anyway, um, so that's the first thing. Reflect. You're witnessing something real special. Second, Andy is getting it. That's right. Reflect. Preaching. Second, this might sound similar, but you recognize. You best recognize. Um, I'm going to read Psalm 139 real quick. I love no, that Psalm. Not much. I know. I think you memorized all of it, right? Ish. Uh, don't ask me to do <laughs> it now. But, uh, <laughs> On the I, spot. I could probably do most of you it. You better recognize. Okay, so recognize here. Verse, uh, verse one, Psalm 139. O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. I like that. Thou knowest my downsitting and my uprising. Thou understandest my thoughts afar off. Thou compassest my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest all together. Thou hast set me behind and before, haha, and laid thy hand upon me. I like this. Such, Such knowledge. knowledge. It's, it's too, too wonderful. wonderful for me. Yep. It is high. I cannot attain it. Now, here's the important part. Whither shall I go from thy spirit? Whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. Um, not just reflecting on what God has done, but to recognize, as David did, to avoid being a spiritual rut, mm-hmm. is to recognize that God is with you wherever you go. Right. David didn't just rejoice in what God had done. Mm-hmm. He was aware that God was with him 
anywhere he went. And I, I, the the reality of the presence of God, and I said this to our young people mm-hmm. the other day, I feel bad because I just mentioned this last night, um, is the when you think about Joseph, mm-hmm. he was able to go through the pit in Potiphar's house in the prison because the Bible said over and over again, and the Lord was with him. That's exactly right. And you, you, the reality of God's presence in our life is, I think, probably the greatest tragedy that mm-hmm. we don't grasp onto, because right. I think more than anything else, if people were aware, truly, intimately aware that God is right there with us every moment of our lives, it would change us. Yeah. And, and it would avoid the spiritual rut, because you you can't really go through the motions when you know that every time you read your Bible, God's right there. Yeah, Every exactly time right. you open your eyes, every time you go to school, mm-hmm. every time you're dealing with that difficult person, God is right there beside you. But like you said, everything we do, including spiritual activity, so it's a good activity, um, all of it we <laughs> the do... The sun stare. Yeah. The sun, <laughs> it all, uh, it, it, we all do it in the energy of the flesh. We even mm-hmm. go to church in the energy of the flesh. Yeah. You know, we wake up, we put our clothes on, we, oh, i got to deal with Kevin today. Um, we, do, we do everything in the energy of our flesh, but if we wake up, and I told our young people this a month or so ago, like when you open your eyes in the morning, you can say good morning. He's mm-hmm. the first person there. Yeah. When you say, when you close your eyes, say good night. He's right there. He's let, always. Let there. me just add this parenthetical statement yeah. here. It's not really parent. It's, it's it's right right there. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. You ready for this? I've heard people say this before. I I feel God in this place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel God in this place. You you, know, you go to youth conference. Oh, the Lord really met with us, and I understand what people are saying, but there's going to be sometimes when you wake up and your feelings are just not up to snuff. You're like, oh, I just don't feel God. You know what? Fooey yeah. on the feelings. The Bible yep. says that God is there. The, the very next verse that Brother Andy was reading, yep. if I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the unrest parts of the sea, even there thy hand shall lead me and thy right hand shall hold me. Yep. I got some of it memorized, I guess. There's one, I think, here where David says... Facts um, don't care about your feelings. God is there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, think it, I think it was here. You know, we're, going, we're going all in uh, ad lib here. Yeah, when he says that, you know, uh, he feels like he can't hear him, he can't mm-hmm. see him, he's not there. But yeah. those are feelings that David had. Mm-hmm. Why art thou disquieted, my soul? Right. He was disquieted, but didn't change the reality, like you said, that God is always there. Right. And yeah, like you said, the, the danger is like you're on the bus and you're like amped. You're yeah. Like, let's let's go. But when they wake up in the morning and they do their homeschool, um, they go to that private school, the Christian school, they go to their public school, mm-hmm. and it's just the same old grind. They got their heavy sack of sin, I'm sorry, their books, and they have to remember I've got this at two o'clock, and then I gotta go to the orthodontist, and then I gotta punch my sibling, and then I gotta, you know. Um, Paperclip lessons. I have to do you know. interpretive dance and, <laughs> and uh, you know, uh, these. <laughs> Quick to interpretive. <laughs> We're professionals. You know, when you think about the daily grind, and it is a grind, yeah. you know, I mean, many times Paul said it was weariness, you know, mm-hmm. the weariness of the flesh. Um, we forget that God is right there with us all the time. Um, it's my sincere prayer that with this episode mm-hmm. and everything here, uh, that our young people realize that if you just simply acknowledge that God is with you every mm-hmm. day of your life, it, it will change you. It really will. It changed yeah. David. Practicing the presence of God. Yeah. I mean, the only reason he slayed the giant, like you said, you always remember the famous thing, but there was a lion. Yeah. And there was a bear. And he said, the Lord that was with me then mm-hmm. will be with me now. Yep. And that's what gets you through the really hard times of life, because you remember God was with me when I was just doing my dumb school, and I was stressed, and I, God mm-hmm. gave me the strength then, God gave me strength now. God's always with you. And so lastly... And 
the, you reflect, you recognize, I'm and then there is the result. Alley-oop. Here's the result. This is what we all want. As the heart panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. I like that. When shall I come and appear before my God? That's probably the most famous verse, I believe, of David's, why he's a man after God's own heart. Mm-hmm. He thirsted and desired and craved God. Just him. Mm-hmm. And I think our young person who asked this question, and many, like, how do I have that? It's very simple, what we just talked about. Mm-hmm. And David reflected on what God had done. He recognized God was with him everywhere he went. And so the result is he desired after him. Mm-hmm. Like we said at the very beginning, if you have a desire to follow after God, it doesn't mean every day you'll feel right, right, right. You know, super Christian. Mm-hmm. But if the desire is there, God fulfills it. That's another psalm. You know, he grants you the desires of your heart. He's helped us here today. Heads bowed, eyes closed. No. <laughs> Let's all pray. Don't forget to grab your check. It's 499 No, but honestly, I feel for this subject. Because, you know, I feel, I don't know about you, Brother Kevin, but I went through a huge spiritual rut in Bible college. That's one of the easiest places. Yeah, you think, like, that's crazy. You hear preaching eight times a week. Think about it, because if you include dorm devos. I don't usually include dorm devos. (laughs) Well, neither do I, but they can. But you still have to sit there and listen to some guy ramble on for 18 pages. (laughs) So front and back. So honestly, yeah, it's about eight times a week. Mm -hmm. And and, and between that, you've got classes for nine hours or more, and you're getting Mm -hmm. pumped full of this stuff. And that's actually when I fell through my biggest spiritual rut Mm -hmm. because I was doing everything in energy of flesh. And even though I was surrounded by God's word and God's blessing, it was... Well, you know, again, it was in, in in our own energy, and I stopped caring. Yeah. I was so concerned with getting through school. It's like, when I read my Bible, do I really care? No, because it's more of an assignment, just yeah. like everything else. Yeah, be careful. You either go to a Christian school, you know, don't let the Bible become a textbook. It's not a textbook. No, it's, it's God's not. Word. It's a living book, and it's going to mm-hmm. be with you far after school. Yeah. You know, and and that goes with everything in the Christian life. Church attendance isn't just seeing your friends. Yeah. Isn't just going because your parents make you. You're there to hear from God. Mm-hmm. And and if you have that attitude, like, I'm here to hear from God. I'm here to be a blessing to someone else. It changes mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. So, yeah, we want to encourage you. Just Just remember what God has done. Remember that He's with you. Wherever you go, just like David did. David wasn't special; mm-hmm. he's just a normal person, right? And like Brother Kevin said, just be faithful. Right. Not every day is going to feel like a mountaintop day. Exactly right. But God looks for people who, who want to obey Him. And it says in First John that we follow, we obey His commandments, and His commandments are not grievous. We want to. Yeah. If you want God, if you desire God, that's it. You're on the right track. Absolutely. He'll give you the desires of your heart. So. Well, we hope this has been a help to you today. Please call in and don't know. <laughs> yeah, please. We'll have a phone one day. We'll have live. We'll have a, we'll have a live caller. I'd probably be a very bad idea. This is a terrible this idea. This is a great Let's idea. Do it. <laughs> like, hi, you're on the Beam Show. Hey, uh, Mr. Kevin, he owes me money. <laughs> okay, okay. Have a the, good weekend. The only call we'll get is we've been trying to reach you about your car's warranty. <laughs> uh, this is an attempt to collect a debt. Now, what? <laughs> Exactly. We hope this is a blessing, as always. And as always, get off Facebook. Yes. Get your face in the book. Get off Snapchat. Get in the Bible app. Strength for today. Bright hope for tomorrow. Should we, like, sing when we do an outro? Yes. That's a great idea. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord unto me. Me. We love you. 
And we're going to get lunch. Have a good day. Where's the bird? He can't.